Good morning from Nashville. Mark and I, Mark, are you drinking coffee? I am drinking coffee. Yeah, I cut you out haven't had a lot of You haven't had a lot of caffeine this week, have you? No, I haven't. And I cut out energy drinks for Lent. So I haven't done an energy drink since whenever Lent started. Oh my gosh, that's impressive. Well, I, I have know, my, um, health. I have my Harry Potter, uh, I solemnly swear I'm up to no good mug. That is probably my favorite mug and it really depicts who I am as a person. So I actually, I'll be honest, I've only seen like two of the Harry Potter movies and I've only read like one of the books and I, I keep like watching it and I have a goal to watch it all the way through one day, but I just haven't gotten there. Mark, that's the most disappointing thing. You've insulted me twice this morning already and it's only like nine ten, and that's the most offensive thing that you've said today. Yeah, I mean, I'm not against it. I just like, I think every time I watch it, I'm like, yeah, this is fine. But when I like, when they're serious, there's like seven of those movies now, right? There's eight, but yeah. Eight. So I feel like with stuff like that, like I like, if I'm going to do it, I like to watch it all the way through, like watch it the whole day, but like eight's too many. You can't even do that in a day. Like and they're Lord long the movies. Like, yeah, Lord of the Rings is a good three. Like it's long, they're like three hour movies, but like you can do that in a day. I can't do, I mean, that's like, that's like a whole weekend of Harry Potter to, to get it done. So I don't know, maybe one day if I'm ever like really sick and have like three days off, but otherwise I don't think I'm going to do it. That's what y'all should do one day after you and Kara have babies you, and you're at home with the babies, you you should just commit to Harry Potter. Yeah, we're not talking about that. So <laughs> the I'm babies, not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on maternity leave, uh, that's that should be y'all's thing. Um, okay, speaking of things from our childhood that made us nostalgic, um, Mr. Potato Head is such a controversial thing right now. I'll have <laughs> you know, I had like three Mr. Potato Heads. And so I'm not really sure what happened yesterday but Hasbro went from we're dropping Mr. Potato Head and just calling it Potato Head to the branding is just going to say Potato Head but there's still going to be a Mr. and Mrs. and part of me wonders if they started all of this and and Justin actually texted this like as a joke but it made me start thinking did they just do this to make people realize that Potato Heads like were their sales low and they just did this to make people think that Potato Head still existed and like we could talk about it. I don't know, but it yesterday was a weird day for Mr. Potato Head. I'm sure he's very confused about his gender. That's actually a really good point. I, I'm like, I, I'm like, I have not talked about Mr. Potato Head in 20 years since. No, was there Mr. Potato Head in the Toy Story movies? I felt like there was. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So he like opened his little. He like opened his little back flap and changed his outfit. Like, yeah, that was a big thing. It is probably a press thing. I feel like that's one of the things that they're like, well, maybe liberals will be so happy that they'll buy stuff. And it's like, nobody's buying our stuff now anyways. It's not like, like conservatives being turned off by it's going to matter. So I don't know. I mean, it's just weird. Like, I don't understand why, because by them changing from Mr. Potato, they're like saying that being a man is like not okay. Like there's men and women and apparently like, I, I guess this is like a non-gender. I just don't understand right. it. The nature of Mr. and Miss Potato Head, just like in general, is that it comes with all these accessories. So when I was a kid, I had one potato head and I had the Mr. Potato Head accessories and the Miss Potato Head accessories. So you can really make it whatever gender you want it to be because it's a plastic potato. Like, I don't know I why. Realize, there was like a Mrs. or Miss Potato Head. Yes, there, there's so there's no things. reason to do this. Like, what, like, why not just have, I guess it's for like the non-gendered, like if that's your, if that's your marketing goal, you're going to sell the 0.001% of the population and they probably like Mr. Like that doesn't make any sense. It's a plastic, it's a hollow piece of plastic that looks like a potato. Like it's not gendered in any way other than the hair bow or the um, little purse that you can have. I had all the potato head accessories and it, it doesn't make any sense why you would do that. I, I mean, it, it just doesn't. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, maybe it's just add a Mrs. Potato instead. But it sounds like they already had one. I just didn't know. I mean, I, I've never played with that because I play with cool toys. 
Um, so I don't, I don't understand those losers who play with that, but I'm sure that's a, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me why they would do that. I'm guessing, I mean, the, the publicity point is probably the best thing I can think of, right? Yeah, that's the only thing that, and I, because I loved, I love Hasbro toys. I loved playing with my potato head. I am just going to choose to believe that they didn't do this for political reasons. And they did this as a marketing thing to get potato head back in the mainstream conversation. That's what I'm choosing to believe because I just enjoyed potato head so much that I don't want to believe that Hasbro was being political. Also, what a stupid freaking toy. Like what, like who's going to put, it's a potato with like eyes on it. Like why is that even a toy? Why, why did that ever sell well? No, it's so much fun because you can, you get to choose where all the accessories go. So it's got little holes in it that you can put the arms in and the legs and the eyes. Why not make a person though? Why does it have to be a potato? Like why, why couldn't it be like Mr. Apple? Why do they have to choose potato? I don't know, Mark, but I love my potato head. So just lay off. I did just, like, this seemed like a weird, like, I can't believe this ever made money. The more we think about this, like, I know it's not popular now, but like, I don't understand why it's ever popular. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about like, every time we would go to the store, I would just beg for more potato head accessories. And I had so many, I mean, I think I had every accessory that they made until I was like eight years old. Like I had so many potato head accessories. Weird. Like, kind of I, I just didn't know. Now. Do you remember Pogs? That's an unrelated thing, but I just, I mean, if you remember. No, that. Pogs, I feel like we're more of a boy thing. Okay. At least what about I those? What about those? I mean, we, we should have another segment about this, but I was like thinking about this, like Polly Pocket, that was a girl thing, right? I had so many Polly Pockets. I had the Disney themed ones. I had, I loved Polly Pocket. I think my sister did too. Yeah, we should have a whole segment on that next week, like toys when we were kids. Yes, we'll do that because I remember Polly Pocket because I've always been short and everyone called me when I was shorter than all of my classmates. People called me Polly Pocket because I was so much oh, shorter. Because you look like a little yeah, play toy. Okay. Yeah, looked like a little, I looked like <laughs> a little cool. doll, some may say. But I yeah, <laughs> that's what anybody meant. <laughs> okay, watch your mouth. Um, we'll talk about that next week for sure. Um, I really don't want to steer away from this topic because it's fun. And the next, our next topic, we should have rearranged this in my notes. I'm looking at it now and having regrets, but really had some uh, some foreign policy issues over the last week and especially last night I was shocked when I was I mean I was literally washing my face and I looked down at my phone and I got the Wall Street Journal alert that Biden the Biden administration had chose to bomb Syria and that to me was very shocking because you know we've talked about this a few times but for everything that President Trump did wrong his I really agreed with him on most everything foreign policy wise this yeah, I think, I think most people like I mean, I, I, I've not been um, I've not had a problem criticizing the way he is and the way he acts at, at a lot of times and even some of his specific policies. But like foreign policy seemed to be the place that he really excelled. And people kept saying I remember the biggest knack on or knock on him, like when he ran, it's like, oh, he's doing this in a world war. It's like he did the opposite. He pulled us out of places and, and like he pulled us out of Iraq. He did a lot of things. Um, and and he did that. And, and I think the best thing of this is that they went back to a tweet that Joe Biden did in 2017. Um I guess it was. And he said, let me let me be clear. Donald Trump does not have the authority to take us into a war with Iran without congressional approval. A president should never take this nation to war without the informed consent of the American people. So it seems like that's inconsistent with just unilaterally bombing a country, whether or not we think it's a good idea. I mean, I don't I, I don't understand the specific. I'm sure he has a lot of information I don't have. So I'm not going to like criticize him for doing that. But it, it just shows the just complete inconsistency um, on the left again. And I haven't seen anybody critical of him. I remember the anti-war kind of Democrats from the George Bush era, and like they kind of stopped for a while when, when their people were in office. And I, and I mean, the same thing I, I saw, 
I mean, how much press did Brett Kavanaugh get? I haven't seen much about the Andrew Cuomo stuff. Like yeah. all the, like, it's just, it's just another example that I feel like there's a double standard and it's amazing seeing all my woke and like my, my people on Facebook that seem like, oh, you know, like, I just want somebody who's, who's going to do the right thing. And like, when they, this comes out, I haven't seen a peep from them. If this would have been oh, Trump, every single person would have said, oh no, he's against another world war. What a crazy leader, but it's been silent with this whole thing. Absolutely. And I also think it just goes to show, and we, we give our opinions and our hot takes on things all the time, but it, it also, it goes to show that you really don't know what you you would do until you're put in that situation. And so for Biden to tweet then about he can't do this, he can't do that, being overly critical of President Trump at the time, and then now doing this and expecting kind of like, I, I would assume he expects a carte blanche, like I'm the president, I can do whatever I want. It just goes to show that you can't be super critical until you're put in the position and you don't know what you would do. Because I what about the kids in cages? What the kids in cages? Like I know. He, and he called an overflow facility. And like the, I mean, the press did hold um, Jen Psaki accountable for that. But it's like, I mean, you were so. This was like one of the reasons you ran for president. And you're doing the same exact thing, even if it's a temporary thing for a month. So it's and, it's and insane. you don't see you don't see AOC going and crying at the fence over what Biden is doing, like she did. We have to be honest, though, AOC did, she was the only one who spoke out against Biden she and said, like, this is out. still wrong. So, like, as much as we have issues with everything she believes in, like, she's been one of the few consistent ones on this. I haven't seen anybody else criticize Biden on the left other than her. Right. I'm just saying there hasn't been a big photo op. Like, she's been critical, but it hasn't been, like, a big media production like it was with yeah. Trump. So, that's fair. I, I just... You don't know what you're, you would do unless you're put in the situation and um, the inconsistency. I think we talk about it. We Like, we have it every week topic of inconsistency it's like one thing that we you can always count on us is to be consistent about calling out other people's inconsistency and i also i also want to say one more thing they talk about Neera tan and she's the one who's, who's going to be i guess omb she's what she's going for and i keep hearing and they're right but i keep hearing the democrats saying well the republicans have been so inconsistent now they care about mean tweets like they didn't care about that for four years and they're right about that. They're absolutely right about that. But then on the other side, it's like the Democrats kept talking about how we want civility and all these things. And then they're nominating somebody like that. So every time we see one party being consistent and, and you you hear the press talk about, I think John Oliver did a thing on it. It's like, yes, that probably is true. But then the other side shows just as much inconsistency because four years ago, or whatever, they were on the opposite side of the issue. So uh, every issue we have, I think both parties have been basically inconsistent on. I agree. I completely agree with you. That's this never happens until Mark and I start talking about inconsistency and then we actually like 100% agree on things. Um, another thing that we 100% agree on is corporate welfare. There's a lot of examples of corporate welfare that happen in Tennessee. What corporate welfare basically means is the government picks winners and losers by giving people, giving certain businesses money to do things that private businesses should be paying for. For example, the Amazon facility in Nashville, when the government just gave them tax breaks and straight up cash to come here. That's a bad deal. That's giving a big business something that they would never give to a small business. Um, one of the most glaring examples of corporate welfare that should literally never happen is sports stadiums. We've talked about this for so long. We went through round and round and round and round and round of it with the Nashville soccer stadium. And now there's another proposed sports stadium in Knoxville. And, you know, to me, as someone who didn't really understand the corporate welfare argument until later in my 20s, and didn't really know what was going on now learning about sports stadiums and the 
poor return on investment that they give for taxpayers, my blood starts boiling. Even though I love sports, we have we texted Justin after one of our podcasts one day and said, "Hey, we're gonna ditch politics on the podcast, and Mark and I are gonna do a sports podcast where we drink beer and talk about sports. We love sports, but taxpayers paying for sports stadiums is one of the more unfair forms of corporate welfare because of so many reasons, but one being that it doesn't benefit all taxpayers and it just makes my blood boil. Yeah, I think the and, and we're gonna be talking about the, the new Knoxville stadium. They want to move um they want to move the Smokies to Knoxville the new stadium. But one of the things that we've talked about is we have a, a philosophical objection to tax dollars going to private stadiums. I mean it's just we're against it. But even looking past that, that's why the sports stadium argument and the film subsidies one is the same thing. Uh, it doesn't matter what your philosophy is. It's so clear that there's such a terrible return on investment that even if you think the government should do this, you just say, well, it's, this is a bad deal. This is not good. And if you look at study after study, they basically show no, no benefit at all to the community. And any of the extra money put in that is kind of a substitution effect where instead of going to dinner at a local restaurant, they're spending money at the stadium. Fine. But like that means that restaurant is losing out on stuff. So it's not new money being spent. And guess what? This is not a professional baseball team. You know, people are not going to be coming from um, California to go, oh, I want to see the Smokies game. You know, it's not a professional football team. It's going to be all local people already live there. It's not bringing new people in the community. And it's just an awful, awful deal. And I mean, we like a lot about um, what Randy Boyd stands for. I mean, he ran for governor. I mean, he's a good guy, but like th this is his project. And I mean, th the people who are doing this are millionaires and billionaires. I mean, they have so much money and they're asking for $65 million um, from Knoxville taxpayers. And I, I think that is absurd. And every time they say 65 million, that's what it starts at. And there's overruns and I'm sure it'll be over a hundred million by the end of it. It's just, it's a bad deal. Um, we've kind of been on the ground and have talked to people in Knoxville and it doesn't seem like they're for it. And, and if you're going to do one of these stadiums, which we of course disagree with, I mean, it should at least go to a referendum because I feel like the people of Knoxville don't want to see, it. they don't want to put their, their taxpayer money towards it. It's a terrible deal. Um, and this is one of the worst things as other places are kind of going away from taxpayer funded stadiums, um, including California, we're kind of getting more into it. I mean, right. We're, we talked about Chattanooga was talking about the lookouts getting a new stadium. Knoxville's now, I mean, they're going to spend $65 million to put it. Meanwhile, they've had to cut all these other services and roads and things like that. They've had to cut services and they want to spend $65 million on a sports stadium. It doesn't make any sense. I think that people need to pay attention to this, this what's happening in Knoxville right now. Um, there is some, opposition on the ground that comes from this weird bipartisan coalition right this is not just republicans or conservatives this is i mean a lot of liberals like this is not how our money should be spent we should be putting this at least into things like education of course we'd like to cut taxes instead but we'd rather go to education than to a sports stadium i mean there, there's a lot of places that this money could be spent or it could go back to the people who need it the most you know you can cut taxes for everybody and i think that's what we'd prefer this whole idea of people who don't watch baseball, who don't have the money to go to baseball games, paying for a baseball stadium, it's unfair and it's it's honestly unethical. And it's something we need to really, I think, make people understand. I think the people in Knoxville do get it. I really do. And you made an interesting point, and I want to circle back to this, and it's kind of off topic, but anytime you hear of the government saying, well, this project will create revenue, let me just say, like, governments don't create revenue. Governments use your tax money and redistribute it to a bunch of different places. So, like, when I was in Alabama years ago and they tried to do a lottery, they were saying a lottery would create revenue. Well, no, it doesn't. It just takes the money that you would be spending at the grocery store or at a restaurant or whatever and puts it in a lottery. So, it's going to the same 
it's all your tax money. It, it's not, it doesn't change the amount of money that's being spent by people because we all have the same amount of discretionary income at the end of the month. So the government's not creating revenue. They're just choosing where they want your tax dollars to go and where they want to use them. They're just not creating new revenue. So I think that that's something that, especially my, our generation, the younger people that haven't been around as long, my friends will say, well, this is, you know, how can you argue against this? It's going to create revenue. And we have just a fundamental dis misunderstanding or disagreement about the role of government and what they do. The government doesn't create revenue. Jobs create revenue. Businesses create revenue. The government just collects tax money and then chooses where to spend it. It just, that's just not what they do. One point about lottery, that is a little different though, because people are able to choose that they want to pay. And it is new money that totally. would have gone there anyway. I mean, I think my biggest issue with the lottery is that the states allow lottery, which is fine, but then they won't allow legalized gambling. So they have a monopoly on their actual lottery. But lotteries are different because you're you're saying, I want to buy a ticket. The, the Everyone in Knoxville has to pay for the stadium, whether they want it or not. Yeah, yeah. I'm just more talking about the whole argument of states creating revenue. That's just not, it is totally different, but states don't. I mean, governments don't create revenue. They just, they, they can't. Yeah, yeah, that. they're spending your, and especially when let's talk about saying like they're spending your money to create this yes. and any money they get back, they'll say, oh, look at all the money we made. But it's like, well, we spent this much and we got less back. So that means you took more of our tax dollars for this. And that's, I mean, that's what happens to stadiums. I mean, every single study, including people done, it's done by Cato, which is a, a right-leaning organization, uh, Brookings, which is kind of a center left. Every single study shows that stadiums are terrible investments and specifically minor league stadiums are, are even worse. They're like, this is a bad investment. I think the people of Knoxville should really make their voices heard because this is a terrible deal. All these, all these stadium deals turn out that way. And um, it's just something that these people are rich. Randy Boyd owns this land. He, he spent a lot of money on this land, build a stadium. I think a minor league baseball team would be great. If you move it to Knoxville, you don't need our money for it though. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel about all these corporate welfare deals in general. Is is you you Amazon had the money, Alliance of Bernstein had the money, all these companies that we talk about, they've got the money. So and we want them to come, right? It's not we're not anti-business. We would love them to come. It's just what is the point of it? Should we be giving tax dollars to very specific businesses with connections, or should we kind of allow all all businesses to be able to thrive and pay lower taxes as opposed to giving handouts to some and making especially small businesses have to kind of like do everything they can to fight and survive. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. And I, I think it, during COVID specifically, trying to explain to a small business owner said, you know what, because of your rules in Knoxville, I'm going to go to business. And like, oh, so you want me to fund $65, $65 million to a, a minor league baseball stadium? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And I think that we need to think critically about this, especially at a time like this, that we should not be spending money on things like this, which the government clearly should not be doing. Minor league baseball stadiums to private millionaires is not one of the government's core roles. No, I agree. But um, there are some good things that are coming to Tennessee. After all, after all of that bashing, we do have some good things that are coming to Tennessee that can have all of my money. Um, Whataburger, Mark told me this morning, is coming to Nashville. And to Hermitage, yeah. I'm going to get so fat. They're going to get all my money because I love Whataburger. Honey butter <laughs> chicken butter. biscuit. Well, I was thinking the honey butter chicken biscuit. I can't talk. It, but just like a big burger with pickles and mustard. Oh, yeah. What's your order there? So here's my thing is I think Whataburger is a little bit overrated when you compare it, only when you compare it to In and Out, though. Like, I, I don't oh. like it's so much better than everything else we had there. But like, I feel like that's the argument. You have the Texas people say Whataburger and the California people say In and Out. I'm like, I like In and Out better, but no. Whataburger is still way better than anything else we have here. So I, I'm very excited about it coming. And they're, they're going to do five locations. There's going to be one in Hermitage, and then they're going to do like Mount Juliet. There's not actually any in the center city nashville but mount juliet i think um 
like Dixon and a couple other areas, but no, Whataburger is a delicious meal. Um, my favorite one is actually on the Vegas Strip. That's always my like, because it's open 24 hours. So it's like at 3 a.m. when you're done losing all your money and you're half drunk, you're like, well, let's, let's go get a Whataburger. That sounds good. But it's, it's a good, um, and I like their fries. I like their fries better than um, In-N-Out. Uh, their burgers are not quite as good, but they're, I think they're juicier, which I like. They're they very juicy. Here. They're really big and they have good bacon. That's yeah. a hard thing for burgers. Wendy's does too. I'll give Wendy's credit. But like when you go to McDonald's or when you go to a burger, you're like, yeah, this, this bacon's garbage. Like it just, did you take out of the trash? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't think it's real bacon, but no, Whataburger's great. And that's coming here. And, and I mean, Nashville's getting some cool things and they're getting some new flights too. Yes. One thing, another thing that can have all my money is Southwest because they're now flying to um, Destin, right? Yep. Yep. And, I, and I know you're a big 38 person. I'm a big 38 person and Southwest is flying straight from Nashville to Destin. They can have all my money. My family goes to 38 twice a year and I am just, I am thrilled. I, I can't wait. I know. I think it's cool. And Bozeman, I'm actually more excited about because here's the thing about, I, I love it. hard to get to. <laughs> I know Destin's a really cool place. I love going there. I mean, we had a great time. Me and, me and Kira went for like 10 days earlier this year. Um, but it's hard because it's only like a six hour drive and I like to get the airport like two hours early. So by the time it ends up doing it, it's like, well, that was about the same time it would have taken me to drive only because I'm a psychopath. I have to get there early, right. but it's cool to have that option. Right. I mean, if you're like, you know, I want to go on a last minute trip and if it's like $49, like that's cheaper than gas would be down there. Yeah. It's also funny. So you're a two hours early person. I'm like going through security as they're calling for boarding for my flight. I cut oh, it I hate that. so close every time, but I have pre-check and I never check it back. I walk straight through and just get on the flight because I hate waiting in an airport because I hate this is why I hate it I don't like the TSA announcements it's like if you see anything suspicious report it because then it makes me paranoid and I don't want to hear that so I just want uh, well the cool thing at the national airport is that Phil Vassar says hey this is Phil Vassar and you're at the national airport so that's a pretty cool announcement here <laughs> I actually the two hours is an exaggeration I usually get there about two and a half to three early if I can but I like the airport I like eating there. I like hanging out there. I like like to get a drink or two there. I'm like watching games. I, I just like the airports. That's so funny. I like hate public bathrooms. And so the least amount of time that I can spend in public is great. I don't. Yeah, but girls have a harder time with public. You guys have to sit down on them. Like yeah. it's, it's a lot easier for men in public bathrooms. We just like go to the airport and Mark's sitting there having a beer. And it's like, Mark, where are you going? Nowhere. I'm just, just hanging out. <laughs> I know. I wish you could go to the airport and not have to get a ticket. Like, just, oh, you know, I don't feel like going to a bar now. I'll just go to the airport and get a, get a drink and whatever. <laughs> you're so weird. <laughs> I, I think airports are cool. And it's also like you're really excited usually because you're going on a trip. If it's a trip you're looking forward to, it's like, I don't know. It's a, you think about what's going to happen and you just get excited. I always get sweaty in the airport. It's hot because you're like wearing your layers that you don't want to shove in your bag. And so you got like layers on and then you got to like- check two bags in, on Southwest. You don't need to do yeah, that. Yeah, but then you got to wait for them and it delays you getting to your final destination. Yeah, by like seven minutes tops. Like come okay. down. <laughs> just check just a bag saying, for free. And, and then you have to wait at the carousel and there's those annoying people that are at the carousel. They put their foot up on the carousel to like hold their spot if their bag comes down. You have a lot of weird, like anger issues at the airport. I don't understand like the TSA people and, and just people. I don't, I don't understand your problem, but I think just relax and you'll have a good time. I have a lot of weird ticks when it comes to being in an airport. And then those are all some of them, but all that to say, I'm a freak. Mark, I guess is normal, but we're both pumped to go to Destin and Bozeman. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We're, and, and Nashville getting all these cool direct flights is awesome too. I mean, like we're, we're and we're going to keep growing. So I love all these things. And we just got a couple new ones to, I think we're going to have one to tell your ride soon, or I guess it's called right by there. Um, oh yeah. And we have a couple more to like Florida areas that we've not 
previous and savannah we just got a new direct flight too which is oh cool. that's sick Absolutely i know so we have a lot of great places the nationals going we just need more international flights i, I want to travel more and, and i can't do it if we don't have any direct flights i flew to cuba on southwest from atlanta that was pretty oh. wild yeah and that's what atlanta's got all these cool like direct international yeah. flights i think we just have england london i think it's like once a month okay. and i mean we have like some of the yeah. island ones but I didn't know that. Yeah, every time I've looked to go international, you have to go to New York before you go international from yeah, here, which right. isn't terrible, but LaGuardia is disgusting, so. But I'm too, I figure I'm too old for, like, I have enough money and I'm too old to not do direct flights. I hate, I hate going to other places. Because then you're worried, like, am I going to be late? Am I going to get my luggage? Like, I like to be there early. So if it's like a 30-minute thing and you and you have a 15-minute late takeoff, like, you're done. And you just there for just how long? I've definitely sprinted through airports before, stopped and grabbed a slice of pizza and kept sprinting. Like I've done that before. It's I not it's called stealing if you didn't stop to pay. But... Well, I paid for it, obviously, <laughs> but it was not my best look. Like, you know how all these movies are like, oh my God, we met in an airport. No one's going to meet me in the airport because I'm always running to my gate because I'm always late. I also don't want to talk to you in the airport. People like to talk and like, that's fine, but that's not my thing. I just like to like hang out by myself. Yes. Hang out by myself, have a little beer, eat a little pizza, get on the flight done yeah, I don't, airport pizza is not probably my favorite thing to get there but okay i mean i think the safe thing so that's, that's okay that's the thing you're going to criticize about me everything yeah. that i do in the airport is <laughs> wrong. such good pizza though i hate i hate like settling for pizza that's the only thing i feel like unless it's a pizza then that's cool you said i'm a weirdo you're the biggest weirdo <laughs> of them all okay well uh if you want to comment below and tell us how, how you do the airport or just say taylor's right or mark's right i know i'll be right <laughs> i don't need the votes um, well, they're big wrong, more likely uh -huh. thanks for listening everyone talk to you later